You are listening to Hope for Today with Alex and Melissa Goncalves. We are committed to helping people find hope in Jesus Christ. Enjoy the podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Hope for Today. Today we're going to talk about the power of gratitude and how gratitude really is a powerful thing. In fact, it can completely change our perspective in a situation without anything in our situation changing. Right, that's so good. You know, the other night I actually experienced that very thing happening. Um, I was having a, a night where our daughter was not cooperating with bedtime and she kept getting up and the night was getting later and I just found myself getting so frustrated and tired and in my thoughts I just started complaining about the situation and how tired I was and I knelt down to pray just for a few moments um, in between that time of her getting up out of her bed and I just started thinking about what I could be thankful for and you know my first thought was I didn't have a headache and you know not too many people know this but I've I've struggled with migraines for many years and here in the last few months, they've, they've been improving, and I realized in that moment, Lord, thank you, my head doesn't hurt. And from there, it just snowballed to thank you, God, for this home, and thank you, we have food to eat. And it just increased my perspective to all the things I was thankful for, and I found my heart just being lifted, and that frustration just dissolving. And I realized that things were really good, even though I didn't see it in the previous moments because of my perspective and everything for me changed in that moment when really nothing actually changed. Yeah, it really is amazing how being grateful and having gratitude can become a really a pivot point. I mean, I think we've, we've heard it said before how large doors swing on small hinges and it's like gratitude becomes that hinge that can really swing a large door wide open. Yeah. You know, in Philippians, we're going to look at today, Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, where it says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Let your requests be known to God. Verse 7, And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. And And I love when it talks about that there, because that word or that principle of Guarding your hearts and your mind, that's really a military term, which is mountain garrison, which it, it actually it protects our hearts and our minds through Christ with the situations in our lives that we don't always understand and the circumstances that are going on around us. And this verse really is a blueprint for what happens when we're thankful and when we're grateful, which leads us to our first point. The first thing that happens is we redirect our focus from whatever it is that we're looking at, the problem, the circumstances, etc., and we begin to look at what is good and what's praiseworthy. You know, it, it's we, we begin to take our eyes off of the things that may irritate us. We, we, we take our eyes off of the things that are causing the frustration, and it's like we're able to go ahead and, and deep and dig deep into those things that are that are eternal and those things that can rise up on the inside of us. 
Right. And, and also the next thing that can happen when we're grateful is that our thoughts are redirected. And when that happens, actually our emotions are redirected. And this is such a powerful principle, um, actually, in the field of psychology. Uh, there's something called cognitive behavioral therapy. And if you've ever heard of that, it's basically how behavior is changed through first changing thoughts. And one of the signs and, and the things they teach in that modality is when you start feeling down, when you start feeling any negative emotion, start tracing back mentally, what, it, what am I thinking about? What was the thing, what was the thought I had that triggered this emotion for me? And when you can go back and begin to capture those thoughts, reframe those thoughts, change those thoughts, line them up with scripture and truth, you will then find your emotions changing, which eventually will catch up to your behavior. And so gratitude, just like for me the other night, uh, when I was just started thanking God, it just really took over my thoughts and, and changed everything for me, including my emotions. Which I think would lead to our third point, you know, how it really does change things. And our, and our third point is this, that gratitude reduces anxiety and depression. Mm -hmm. I mean, let me ask you this. I, I'm, I'm sure you weren't feeling depressed, but... I'm going to imagine that you were feeling anxious. Absolutely. I, I was feeling pretty anxious in that situation. And, you know, that was playing into, like I said, a lot of the things I was thinking and the frustrations. And I felt my anxiety rising, which didn't help my response to the situation at the time either. And this was when our daughter, what, she wasn't listening, right? Well, you know, bedtime can be a struggle. She's five years old. It's, you know somewhat I think normal for that behavior where it's like they just kids don't want to go to bed or they you know they want another cup of water they want to say goodnight again and you know it just it, yeah essentially she wasn't listening and it just got to that point of like I'm exhausted I'm ready to go to bed and I'm I'm done with all this yeah and I and I think this reminds me of kind of this exercise that I personally use when I'm feeling anxious about something even borderline depressed if, if the anxiety just kind of carries on over and over. And it's this whole measurement between where are my expectations and where is my reality. Yeah. Like even in that, like the frustration of our children, let's just pick on that for a little bit. And when our, like say, when, when they're not doing something that we expect, so there's expectations, there's reality, and that whole gap in between is an unmet expectation which equates to disappointment. Now, for you, it might not be children. For you, it might be kind of what you're walking through right now in your business, in your job, in your health, um, with everything that's going on in this season of staying at home, you know, the coronavirus, all that. I think where gratitude really comes into play, I think what it does is it can raise the bar of reality. Because there are so many things in our life that we can be grateful for. I think what happens is we get distracted by the circumstances, right? We get distracted by um, the problem. We get distracted by the frustration that we lose sight of all these other great things that we do have in our life. And what, what that tends to do, going back to the point, how it reduces anxiety, how it reduces um, stress and depression, 
is that gap between our expectations and our gap between our reality actually begins to become less. It begins to shorten. And when that gap gets shortened, our disappointments get shortened. So I think here, gratitude really plays a part in raising our reality to lower the gap between our expectations. Right. That's a great point. Um, it certainly can do that. And it also, this is the last thing, at least for now, that we're talking about with gratitude that it can do to empower us, That is that it helps us to be God-centered and others-focused. It really just redirects that focus where it needs to be so that we stop complaining. We can get caught in that. It's I think we all do that at times. And then that complaining can lead to a mindset of just feeling sorry for ourselves and really just becoming small-minded where all we see is the situation right in front of us rather than that bigger picture um, and even possibly stay in a place of fearfulness and, and just not uh, seeing beyond our own borders. So again, gratitude helps us to be God-centered and others-focused. And really, this has to be intentional. Gratitude is so powerful, but it only works when you use it. You know, you can have this toolbox full of tools, but if you don't take them out to fix something when it's broken, then things just stay the same way. Yeah, and looking back at that text with what you're saying, this is kind of a charge that the Bible gives us in, in Philippians 4, verse 8. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent, worthy of praise. Excellent and worthy of praise. And that's really, I think, where our gratitude is birthed out of. When we stop thinking about things that are pretty much contrary to everything we just read there, but it's making that internal shift. Because gratitude starts from the inside. Gratitude doesn't start from the outside. There's a difference between happiness, which is based on happenings, which is based on circumstances. You know, maybe our team won, our favorite team won, and we're happy. Or it's a beautiful day outside, so we're happy, you know. But gratitude and joy, man, that's something that starts from the inside. It really does. And I, and I think it's something that because we're not naturally inclined toward as human beings, you have to train your heart to be grateful. And this is just positioning your heart and posturing your heart to have that attitude and, and keep it in the forefront of your thinking, even if it's every day. I remember with our daughter at, at bedtime, we would go each go through what is one thing we're thankful yeah. for today, and we would just we're trying to instill that value in her even from a young age. You know what's so cool about what you said? It reminded me that there was this one night. I was tired. You were tired. We were going through our devotions, and we kind of just bypassed the whole gratitude exercise that we do, and talk about conditioning, right? Talk about um, being intentional. Our daughter stops us and she says, wait a minute, we need to talk about what we're grateful for. Yeah. So that was really kind of... Yeah, she's catching it. Yeah. You know, First Thessalonians chapter 5 says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, 
for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And when I read that, I'm like, well, how can we possibly rejoice in all things always? And really, I think the answer is just giving thanks. By giving thanks, we open up that doorway of our hearts to rejoice, to have the joy of the Lord, regardless of the situation that we're in. And a lot of people say, well, I really don't know what God's will is for my life. What should I be doing? Well, this is a great starting point. This this has you know, this is clearly his will for us. It may not be, you know, go to the mission field or do this or do that, but this is a starting point for knowing and doing the will of God in your life. It's rejoice, pray, and give thanks. You know, a personal story that I have recently with um, where gratitude really was able to lift me up helped me to move forward. It, it was during this, the beginning of, of this pandemic, the beginning of things shutting down. It was about two to three days. I, I really felt like I was kind of stuck in a hole. Um, I was borderline depressed, if not depressed. At the time, in the middle of planting a church, I had a temporary job, and um, because of the circumstances and, and restrictions, um, that job was, was kind of cut short. So that means that I was going to stop working, stop receiving income, which was kind of expected. But, you know, when it came closer to it, reality started kind of um, kicking in where the rubber meets the road. And so there was that pressure, financial pressure, which kind of started leading into some other pressures, marital pressure, just everything that was going on, not being to be able to go out and really for just a few days. All I wanted to do was really lock myself in a room. I slept in late, took long naps, went to bed early. I felt like that's all I wanted to do. And, um, you know, I just really started just questioning everything. What are we doing? Are we supposed to plant this church? You know, not um, certain what the future has to hold. And just feeling really, really down. And um, it really, it was really having that mind shift of gratitude that helped me to really get out of that pit because I was so focused on the things that I don't have or the things that I was losing. Um, I was feeling helpless. I was feeling that I just didn't have what it took to make things happen. I mean, the story goes on and on and, and I don't want to spend too much time on that, but I think we can relate that it was it was a dark hole that I really felt like I was in. And really, I felt like giving up. I wanted to give up. The temptation was there to give up. It was a perfect storm. It was like a perfect bowl of ingredients that said, Alex, it is time to give up. And what really started the journey of picking me up out of that, first I said, when I look back at this time, do I want to regret what I'm going through? Do I want to regret the way I handled it? But it was it was an attitude of gratitude that began to really help me to get on my feet. It was focusing on what I didn't have and start focusing on what I do have. Man, I have a loving wife that loves the Lord. I have a healthy child. I we have you know our our needs are being met and and it just really started there and it became this snowball effect and really. The ultimate thing that took me up out of that bed 
was beginning to put on some praise music, beginning to put on some scriptures, and just beginning to praise God in the midst of my circumstances. And it really helped me to see how God responds to our praise and our gratitude. And it's the story of Paul and Silas that we see in Acts chapter 16 that really relates to this. You know how there was a a mob that formed against them, city officials ordered for them to be stripped and beaten with wooden rods. They were severely beaten, they were thrown in jail, and they were stuck in the inner prisons. And what happened around midnight? Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. Hmm. And it was in that moment where the earthquake came and their freedom, and, and they were able to be delivered from, from that prison. And, and when we're not careful, we could be stuck in a prison where only gratitude and praise to God and honoring God and lifting up His name is really the only way to get out of there. Yeah, that's so good. Thank you for sharing that story. Um, I think, you know, we can all just relate to those times as well of just being so down. And this is such a key, a key principle to help lift us up, but also keep us, you know, walking on that path with our focus where it needs to be. Um, And like you said, God responds to our praise. He responds to our gratitude. The Bible says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. That was such a great example of Paul and Silas. How many have had a, how many of us have a midnight story where it's dark, but it's the praise that brings and ushers in the presence of the Lord where change can happen. You know, you could be listening to this right now and you may feel like that it's midnight. You may feel like that you're stuck in a tight place. You may feel like that your situ- your situation around you can be hopeless. Um, you may feel beaten, you may feel stripped, but man, we're here to tell you, tap into your praise, tap into your worship, tap into your thankfulness for all the things that God has done for you. Yes, that's so great, and I really think that's when and where everything changes, and yet nothing may actually change. So we're going to go ahead and close here. In fact, before we close, let's just pray. Yeah. Can we pray? Father, we thank you. And we love you. We thank you for every single person that's listening right now. We thank you, Lord, that um, they may may feel crushed. They may feel um, pressured. They may feel beaten down. They may feel like hope is lost. They may not even really have a full understanding of what tomorrow may hold. But I pray, God, that they would just begin to be still and know that you're God. Just to know that. Um, that you will be there with them, that you are with them. And regardless of their circumstances, you're still worthy of praise. It's not, we don't praise you, God, because of what you do, but we praise you because of who you are. And there's so much power in that. There's so much power in just being reminded of who you are and just lifting up our praise, lifting up our hearts, um, and just bringing you worship from that place. And we just pray for every person listening that you would bless them and lift them up in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If this episode was a blessing to you, we would love for you to share it with a friend, share it with a family member, anyone that you know or are walking through circumstances right now that can really um, 
just receive some of the things that we're sharing. Also, go ahead and subscribe. When you subscribe, you'll be updated. You'll receive an email. You'll be notified whenever a new episode um, has been posted. So thank you so much for joining us today, and we will see you next week. Thank you for listening. For more information, visit our website at hopechurchtoday.com.